Hello everyone and welcome to Premius, the down-to-earth Hasidus podcast. This week's episode was generously sponsored the Ilu Nishmas Hindarochel Bas Jakob Honon, whose your site is on Zain Shvat in three days from now. And as we know, according to Kabbalah, the three days before and the three days after of a special date are the extent of the Ashpo of the spiritual influence, and that's why it's especially important. Of course, the whole year you can do mitzvahs leilu nishmas, but davke during those six, seven, actually, with the Yorzai day, seven days, it's the week uh, to emphasize more good deeds leilu nishmaso. We're going to speak about a very interesting concept that Altarebe brings in Toyo Oir. Um, it's a second mimer of Toyo Oir and Boy. And you know that many times we speak in Chesides about um, about loving Hashem uh, or Isboinenu's meditation to get to love Hashem, but we don't really know what it means in practical terms. And that's why we have to learn Chesides. And in some Maimorim, for example, in this one, um, the Alter is very explicit about the meaning um, how you do this as news, what is it that you're thinking about, and what type of um, feeling, sensation it brings uh, to the person's soul. It literally walks us through the process. And so we'll explore two different types of love to Hashem. Two types of love. It says that love in Tanakh, in Torah, is explained, expressed, and exemplified with water, but also with fire. Interesting, right? To compare the same thing with water and fire, which are opposites. And yet, there are opposites. There are different and very um, complex types of love to Hashem. And even though they're both love, they're both Ahavo, they express in very different ways. Let's start from the beginning. The first type of love is called Ahavo Kamaim. In many psukim uh, throughout the Torah and in many Mamore Chazal, it compares love to water, the waters that flow. And, and then there is the famous Mamor Chazal that says, Kamaim aponim laponim ken levo odom lo odom. Just like the waters reflect the face of the person, you see, you look in the, you look in the, um, in the water in the lake and you'll see your face. The same way, a heart reflects his fellow's heart. If you love someone deeply, probably that person feels the same towards you. And, of course, vice versa. Now, this type of love, says Alterebe, is a type of love that's continuous, quiet, without any ups and downs. It doesn't change. It has no addition or Subtraction. It's the way it is, and it's always fixed, and it's always flowing. Just like the waters, you see, this is where this Boininus takes you. You look at the Gashmis of the world, and you try to understand its characteristics, and see how this is a levush, is a garment, an expression for a message of Hashem that comes to you in the shape and form of Teva. When you look at water, says Altarebe, water is always steady. 
it's always in the same. You go to the beach and you see the water, the waves of the ocean moving steadily at the same pace, coming and going, coming and going, and repeat over and over. And thousands of years have passed, and by us humans, things have changed so much culturally, mentally, intellectually. Uh, I don't know, everything changes so much. And the person standing right now in the on the beach looking at the water and the person standing there 3,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago, they were so different. But the water, it's still doing its thing the same way, same old, same old. Just like that, says Daltrebe, it's the reflection of the heart of a Jew with that of Hashem, so to speak. We're called in Torah, You are the children of Hashem. You're children to the Eivishter. It doesn't even say kebonim, like in some other parts in Tfilo. In the Pesach, it doesn't say like children. You're literally children of Hashem. But what does that mean? If, if <laughs> obviously Hashem doesn't have a body and he's not a person and he doesn't have a wife, etc., etc., and there is no such thing as a child of God. But obviously the Torah means to say, says Daltrebe, that just like a father, just like a parent loves his child infinitely, I always tell my students, you'll see, you'll understand all of these examples whenever you grow up, whenever you hold your child in your arms for the first time. It doesn't matter how good of a parent you'll be or how, how good of a child that child will be. There is something in the connection that it's forever and it's eternal and it's unchanged. And it's the deepest that it could go. And it's Davka, the deepest. Because it might be that the relationship between them is not so perfect. We'll see soon in the next um, in the next level. We'll go a little deeper into the ups and downs of a relationship with Hashem. But clearly, if you know a little history, we weren't always besties with Avishter, uh, to say the least. And and still, the inner the inner end, the essential love doesn't change. Like the other day, I heard an expression. I didn't know you could even say something like that, but it was funny and interesting. I heard someone saying, you know what? I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> and that was interesting because it could be that the liking or um, intellectual alignment or emotional alignment is not there, but the actual essence, it never moves. Parent and child is like one and will always be. And in the same way, just like you love Hashem, just like, sorry, just like Hashem loves you, like a father loves a child, that provokes automatically a reaction in the child to love him back, to search for him, to want to get to know him, says the words of the mimer. At the age of two, when you're a toddler, the way to search, search for your parent is to hug his leg. And uh, when you're a teenager, you might having interesting, fiery discussions. And when, when you're an adult, you might be um, I don't know, sharing wisdom of life or doing a business together. And yet it changes only in shape and form, but the inner, the essence, the connection, the need of both parts to connect, to share, to be there for each other, that comes from the essential connection. And that doesn't change. All the rest, the garments, the expressions, the formats, the, the, the levels, the intensity, better or worse, but the essence is always there. That's why it's called Avokamaim. It's a type of love that doesn't change. And it's very reliable because you always know it's there. That's why it feels, you know, like as a, as a son, as a daughter, 
you feel always, I don't know what's the word, protected to know that there's one place on earth where you'll always be accepted. And that's what it means to parent, to be a parent, to give that space, to give that home to your children. That's what Hashem gives us. And that's always. And therefore, it's reliable and it doesn't change. And therefore, your love, your search for hugging Hashem's leg, so to speak, your interest for connecting with the Ebishter will always be equal. Quiet, reliable, continuous, non-stop, not better, not worse. That type of love brings an avoider, a type of avoider Hashem that's steady. You get up in the morning, you go to Daven, you go to work, you're, you're careful not to cheat, not to steal, not to lie. You do everything right, then you go Daven Mincha, you live like a eat, and you do, do the mitzvahs that you have to do, you, you keep Shabbos, v'chulu, v'chulu, v'chulu. And I'm not saying this in a, <laughs> it's, it's actually a big mile to have a steady routine, to have a steady avoido. This is just like the korbones in, in, in the Beis Amigdosh. We had two types of korbones. Tmidim. Tmidim kesidrom musofim kelichosan. You had the regular korban tomid every morning, every afternoon, every morning, every afternoon. It's like the rhythm behind the music. Then you can add 20 instruments. But the rhythm in the beginning will always stay the same. And that's the backbone of your connection with Hashem. Korban Tomid, it was every day, Shabbos, Yom Tev, weekday, no matter what, every day. Then there is a Musaf of these, there is a Korban Nedova, there is different types of Korbanes, tons of different types of Korbanes. But the steady and the basic and the obvious and the base that sustains it all, it's the Tomid. That's Ahavokamayim. That's loving Hashem like water. And that comes from, uh, from the Isboininus that connected to Hashem like a father to a child, like child to father. Now, there is a different type of love. The next love is called Ahavoko Eish. Even the Shirashirim expresses it in a very interesting way. It says, the, the, the fire, the, the flames of love are fiery flames. They're the fire of Hashem. And in Shirashirim, in the Pshat, he's speaking about a physical love between men and women. And even about that says the feeling of love itself, the human basic feeling of love, is the fire of Hashem. What's that energy, that power, that light, that warmth of the fire that's hidden inside of the love? So the Altrevis is like this. Fire has a very interesting nature. Fire is anything but quiet, anything but regular, steady, reliable. Fire is excitement, passion, power. It goes up in flames and then it goes down and gets turned off. It's very wild. It could consume a whole forest. And on the other hand, eventually it gets turned off and it's not there anymore. Fire is much stronger in one sense. But it's subject to Rotsoiv Oshoiv. What's Rotsoiv Oshoiv? Going and coming back. That would be the translation. Rotsoiv is running, Shoiv is coming back. He, the concept comes from a Posuk in Yechezkel. The prophet sees up there in heaven the Malochim running, flying up to Hashem in a crazy, fiery excitement and passion and love, a, a, a quest to discover the, the godly meaning of it all to see their source, to connect with Hashem, and they're like, whoosh, flying to Hashem. As soon as they get too close, 
They're like, ah, the fire is too strong. Hashem is burning. I can't take the light. So they retreat and then go back to the original position only to regain the necessity and the excitement and the passion and the search and the quest and the thirst to go flying up to Hashem again. And then they reach their peak again and then they fall back down. It's a different type of system. It's a different wavelength. Instead of going up in a steady line, slowly but surely, in this case, they're passionately discovering a deeper meaning every time. But at the same time, they're, they're, they also have their very much needed shoiv. In Avodah Hashem, that would be the ups and downs that we always have. But it doesn't mean ups and downs in, in our commitment to fulfilling the mitzvahs. Because let's say we manage to have a steady commitment. Because we also do Tzmidim Kesidron. It's about the feelings of the heart. Sometimes you're very close. You feel very identified. Every sicha you open, you feel you love Hashem with all your heart and your eyes are shining. And some other times you're totally off. You're still doing the right thing. You're still learning. You're still doing your mitzvahs. You're still acting like a good Jew. But deep inside, you're not connected. Sometimes, those are necessary moments to regain your koyach, to like um, push the coil down, so then you can take your next jump. Between sprouts of growth, you do need rest. That's actually why we sleep, Bichlal. That's why Hashem made us with the teva. A person needs to sleep. Because we need the rotzoi and we need the shoiv. Rotzoi or shoiv. How do you get to this fiery, to this fiery love? So Travis is like this. Instead of doing his boinenus and connecting to Hashem like a father, now you're looking at Hashem like a creator, like the infinite creator of a vast, incredible universe. When you look at how huge the universe is, how incredible is the creation of Hashem? Hashem has the Elyoinim He's the owner, the maker of all the worlds. If you ever watched even one documentary of like, I don't know, the planets and the stars and the galaxies, and you have to travel a hundred million light years to get to the next, I don't know, star or galaxy, and that's even one place, and then you can multiply that by another million you realize at some point that you're a little speck of dust in front of that humongous vastness. And that's just the creations of Hashem. Let alone the maker, the, the creator himself. He's beyond the infinite, beyond what my brain could imagine that he can't imagine. And the puzzling point here, and I call it point, concept, I was going to say question, uh, but it's actually a very interesting idea that if you do his boininus on this with an exclamation mark at the end, you get full of Hashem. If you do this as a questioning statement, then you'll be totally turned off. This is the two sides of the fire. I'll tell you what I mean. This boininus is, how come such a big, infinite God owner of vast, humongous creations, all of a sudden chose me. Like the Evister cares about me, about my mitzvahs, about my real life. 
and he lowered himself to give me a title that it's sound and and interesting and smart conceptually and intellectually tiny and limited to fit into three pounds of brain muscle. Hashem lowered himself to create me and lowered himself to give me the Torah and lowered himself to make it in a way that I could attach to him through that, like he made the Torah in a, in a system, in a way that my brain can grasp and through that I can connect with him. That's like, I don't know, I would imagine like a, like a genius, I don't know, the, 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 the Rogachover playing uh, dolls with his two-year-old grandson. Like, it's a wonderful act of love to abandon such any... Hashem could be the God of any other people or of any other planet or of any other star or of any other universe. He has anything and everything to choose from and he cared about me. That's actually why I said before, this is what turned on many tzaddikim and this is what turned off many koifrim. It's the same point. You'll hear it from different scientists. They're like, listen, even if I heard this personally from a scientist, he's like, I'm not saying there is no God, but I don't know. Even if there is, and probably there is, but you know what? He's so beyond anything you can imagine. So beyond anything you can uh, fathom, that's how you say, that <laughs> what difference does it make? Do you think that infinite God would care about me washing my hands or not before I eat? Come on. And, and the, the, what makes it hard to believe is what makes it amazing if you believe it. That's what inspires your Abbas Hashem. If he's willing to abandon it all, to make it available, to make himself available to me and to help me, limited creature, reach his unlimited being and therefore connecting to him, that's a huge thing. I would, of course, also decide to abandon all my other interests and dedicate my life to this. A funny and interesting example, imaginary example for this, it would be if you were able, Shloime Amelech style, to talk to an ant. So you go to your garden, you pick a little ant in your finger, you're like, hey there, I need to talk to you. Yeah, what's up, human? <laughs> so you're like, listen, I, I want to tell you about last time I took a plane, we crossed the ocean, and, and I went to the other uh, continent, and, and the ant is already looking at you like, what is she talking about? Like, what do you mean continent? What do you mean plane? What do you mean by ocean? For the little ant, the entire world is the garden where he was born. I don't know actually how, uh, if the if ants um, do go through uh, um, different places in their lifetimes, but let's suppose not. Um, for her, the world is that little garden. And when the ant goes to school, they tell her about the national hero who was daring enough to cross the street and go to the next door garden uh, to find a flower of a different color or whatever it is. And, and, and he was so daring and so whatever. And wow, Kolakabod is the national hero because he crossed the street. For them, crossing the ocean doesn't exist. Even more, the ocean itself doesn't exist. So try to explain that. And then, you know what? Let's take the example to, a, to an even further extreme. Try to explain to the end what it means to go on a space uh, rocket ship and go to the moon. 
and look at the window from your from your spaceship at the earth as one little tiny dot from far okay now the end of it for sure lost you that's exactly what the Toyota is and that's exactly what the mitzvahs are the mitzvahs are the connection the very kind um, ability that Hashem gave us to connect with the infinite, to go transcend, to go beyond ourselves, beyond our limitation, and be able to look at ourselves, ourselves from so far. And then we'll see a whole different reality. And that's why Chazal say, There is a thing, very interesting, the reason, the motive, the inner meaning and sense of the mitzvahs was never revealed yet. Until when? Until Moshiach comes. But what do they mean by that? There are actually reasons to the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs, the mitzvahs actually do make sense. You keep Shabbos, you'll have less stress. And you have more quality family time and community time and spiritual time. Like the Rambam says that Shabbos gives you an ability to stop your life and wonder where you're heading or why you're doing what you're doing. And then finding meaning and learning Torah and sharing those ideas with your family members, with your community. Shabbos super makes sense. And then all the other mitzvahs, you start looking through them. Begash Muse, they make sense. And Baruch Muse, they have also explanations, um, psychological benefits, etc., etc. Of course, respecting your parents, giving tzedakah, all the mitzvahs of Nolan are what sustains civilization. So what do Chachomim mean when they say, oh, the real reason for mitzvahs, we don't know. The motive of the mitzvahs, we don't know. The Peter says, is something much deeper. Ta'am also means reason, explanation, meaning, but it also means the taste. The taste is something very spiritual within even within food itself when you're feeling the taste says the middle rebbe the taste of food is the spiritual part of your relationship with food and and the actual digestion is your physical part the physical part of the relationship it's interesting as if ta'am is getting the bottom of it the 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 etzem the mehus i'm, I'm finally getting it let me see ah, yes i can tell you what it means and the true inner essence of, of mitzvahs are exactly these. Are the little ant going into a box. Because the guy, you're taking the ant into a box in order to take her into the space uh, rocket ship. So you, you put the box and you make the ant walk in. And then you close her, then you take her up. And the ant is like very confused. Like all of a sudden she's in a weird box, in a dry place, without grass. What am I doing in here? And then when she takes off, she starts feeling the difference in the air pressure. She's like, I'm getting all dizzy. Eventually there is no gravity and it's like flying inside of the box. And he's like, what am I doing? I don't understand what's happening here. That's us when we say, I don't get the point of the mitzvahs. Hashem is literally taking you to an infinite perspective from where you are. And you don't get the full meaning of it because the full meaning of it is transcending yourself and it's beyond your limitation and yourself. And that's why you can get the full meaning. That's why Hashem puts a, um, a little speck of sugar inside the box. So we enjoy it and we're like, yay, this is why I'm in the box. <laughs> right. That's, that's the excuse that Hashem gave you while you're still in Golus with the end mentality in order to keep you doing these exercises that will eventually lead you to go beyond your own 
little world and be able to look at reality from the window of your space rocket ship. This type of meditation makes you realize how infinite is the opportunity that you get by every single mitzvah. That makes you love doing mitzvahs. This is why our tzaddikim and chachomim, we have stories of their almost, I don't know how I would say, obsession, addiction to mitzvahs, to learning title, doing one more thing like, whoa, I got this chus to wear a tzitzit for one more minute. We know stories of many tzaddikim that right before passing the ask for a cup of water, Davke Revitsons, interesting, I don't know why, there is a story about a, a couple of the Revitsons that right before passing the ask for a cup of water to say shahakol one last time. That everything was just the ability to say everything was made by Hashem's words. That's the ant flying up in, in space and not being limited to her little garden. And that's what it means to love Hashem like fire. And of course, in this type of say that avoid, there will be ups and downs. There are moments that you feel this much stronger. And there are moments less. But this is the reason, says the Alter Rebbe, why we saw by, by Tzadikim, why we have an Indian in Torah to learn dedicate yourself to Torah day and night and do mitzvahs all the time and dedicate your entire life to it. Why is it such an extreme? Why can't it be like, hey, you know, relax religion. I do some mitzvahs here and there and then I do other stuff. Like, why do we take it so serious and to such an extreme? So that the Rebbe says, that's because Hashem went against this Teva out of love, and so do we. Against this Teva is because Hashem, by nature, so to speak, if we can use that word, is infinite. And He went totally outside of His infinity, into, outside of infinity is like into being finite, limited, shayech, available for us. And that makes us also want to leave behind all the other interests and dedicate ourselves to Torah to the Abishter. And then he connects it with the Yetzias Mitzrayim. Interestingly, it says that, that that's what it means. You should, it says in Torah, Moish Rabbeinu tells the Eden, this is in order for, for Hashem's Torah to be in your mouth, which means for you to be learning the whole time, keep words of Torah in your mouth all the time. Why? Because with a strong hand, it took you out of Mitzrayim. Makesher, uh, what's the connection? So it took you out of Mitzrayim with a strong hand, that's why you should learn Torah the whole day. Says al yes, that's exactly what it means. Because just like I, uh, just now we explained that Hashem making the mitzvahs available for us, Hashem giving us the Torah, is an invitation to a limited creature to transcend and become infinite. And that awakens a love in us to also abandon our interests to dedicate to Hashem. The same thing happened in Mitzrayim. Hashem used the other Chazoko, which is against his nature. Why? Because he loves us. What does it mean against his nature? Yad, says the Altarebbe, means Yad Yamin. The right hand. Right hand is chesed. And the nature of Hashem is teva hatoiv leheitiv. Hashem is good. And the nature of someone good is to do good to others. And Hashem always rather do chesed with all of his creatures. Even with the Egyptians. And the fact that Hashem decided to use his yad, even his yad yamin, his chesed, in a way of chazoko, 
the fact that he went against his nature to punish his own creatures, if it was up to him, it would just shower love on everyone. Even on the Mitzvim, this is a very interesting concept. And yet Hashem chose, chooses to go against his nature and to be tough. Why? Because somebody touched his child. Somebody messed with his own loved child. And that's a very strong show of love, says Alter Rebbe. And that's why we reciprocate, reciprocate, uh, I hope that's how you say, um, with, with also not caring about anything else having a complete interest, like a complete focus in life about Torah Mitzvahs, but it's not because we're obligating ourselves or we're forcing ourselves to do more Fahumro or to do Mitzvahs more time or to learn more Torah. It's all the way around. You see an infinite God lowering himself from all the planets and the stars and the galaxies and the worlds, the physical ones and the spiritual ones and all the Malochim, he chooses me and he comes to me. And what am I going to stand him up and just not come? He's abandoning everything to come to me. Of course, I'm the small one. I'm, I'm the undeserving one in the relationship. And if he came, of course, I'm going to leave anything behind and go straight to him. And that going straight to him is a love like fire. These two loves are basically the definition of the spiritual going out of Mitzrayim. Going out of Mitzrayim means connecting with Hashem. Leaving the limitations of your materiality, of your physicality, of your temporary, ah, temporary, temporary aspect. <laughs> I was looking for the word. Um, leaving behind your limitation and connecting with the infinite. That's Yetzirah Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is your limits. Yetzirah Mitzrayim is tapping into the infinite. And, and that's what it means to love Hashem, that's what it means to be free, according to Chesides. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll, Mrs. Hashem, continue next week. All the best.